Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And this is episode number 91. 91. Aaron, you got anybody? I do. You do? John Calhoun. Oh, wow. That's an old name. Yeah. That's a throwback right there. Oh my goodness. Okay, well that's good to know. Alright, um, we are live here. I'm adjusting my audio because I can't hear you. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure we have tons and tons of comments uh, going through right now. So uh, maybe we'll jump into that. But first, uh, obviously a little bit of news today. Um, we, we, we picked up somebody. I'm not sure uh, who, what the names are. Uh, Aaron, you want to go for that real quick? Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> first, there are two trades today, same team with Minnesota Wild. Uh, the first trade was Ryan Donato for the Sharks' 2021 third-round pick, which is a big deal because we did not give up one of our picks for this draft, which is happening uh, tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Um, that was the first trade. Uh, the second trade was for Devin Dubinick, the goaltender. So Martin Jones now has a backup or is a backup to Dubinick. Um, and he was traded for... What was his trade for? Um Paul, you can help me out there. He was, yeah, he was the fifth round pick for the Sharks in 2022, but Dubnik came with the seventh round pick of the Minnesota Wilds in 2022. So we we jumped down two rounds, two rounds. to take their <laughs> to take their goalie. Hey, and, you know, honestly, uh, and they retained half their salary, right? And they retained half the salary. That's it. Doug Wilson. I think I think if you're a GM in this league. You need to get the message that you need to stop making trades with Doug Wilson because yeah. <laughs> he, he I'm I'm sorry he seems to win out every single time like I don't know I don't know how else to say it like the guy is a genius he's an absolute genius the types of moves that this guy pulls off I don't understand how he's able to do it and you just don't see it like throughout the league all the time but I'm it, it would have been enough if they just said you know what fifth for the seventh and give us Dubnik too right that would have been like whoa yeah. that's a win. But then they retain half the salary. Well, like that, think, that's nuts. I think part of it is uh, part of it was that his his contract might have been front loaded, so it's not actual dollars that they're keeping. I think it's just cap space. Yes, which I think a lot of GM or not GMs uh, owners that don't want to spend a lot of money, <clears throat> Ottawa, um, they <laughs> like that better because now their cap space is fuller, but they're not actually paying out that money, so they mm -hmm. can't take on more contracts or more people, so they would actually have to pay. Yeah, um, teams like Arizona like to do that a lot, where they're not going to be spending to the cap, but they could take on those money. Like it's kind of it's not quite dead money. That's not the right word, but it's cap space money and not actual dollar value money. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's cap space that gets them beyond the floor, but then they don't have to actually pay as much because they front loaded the contract, right? Yeah. Um, and in, in this case for San Jose, Hustle Platner, he's already given the go ahead to spend to the cap, right? Um, in this case, he doesn't actually have to spend as much and the cap hit isn't as much. Uh, so it's a win-win there too. So, you know, I just, I really love this trade. Um, I think this is a really, really good one for the Sharks. Again, you've got Devin Dubnik for just one year, right? And if it works out and he's phenomenal, now again, he's 34 years old, but if it works out and he, and you, you want to have him play more fine, uh, you can go ahead and sign him. No big deal to an extension. Great. If it doesn't work out for any reason, or if your Melnichuk is ready to jump in from the AHL, okay, well, his time in San Jose is done and over with. It's only a one-year contract, right? As opposed to going after a guy who uh, maybe had like three, four years, or going after a free agent who you have to sign to three, four years or so, right? So this is a great move. It's one of those stopgap uh, goaltending type moves. 
that uh, Doug Wilson just pulled off. I love it. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what Devin Dumnik can do because I, I know his numbers were down. I get that. A lot of people are saying, I don't understand the move because he was just as bad as Jones in terms of the numbers. You have to remember, Devin Dumnik, uh, he had some family issues. We won't go into all that, but I believe it was his wife uh, that had cancer or something to that effect. So um, there a lot on his mind, again, the pandemic, being away and all that. It, it was just a whole heck of a lot going on there. So I sympathize with them. I think people forget these are actual you know, real people. So um, a lot of these things do come into play. And I, I think he says now – it's great for him to kind of get back, clear his head. He feels that he can get himself back to where his game was, uh, you know, in the years prior. So if he can do that, absolutely great. Then the next question is going to be, uh, you know, if, if Martin Jones picks his game up as well, who do you end up going with, uh, you know, going forward? But that's for another episode, I'm sure. Uh, Aaron, Ryan Tonato, this is a guy young, 24 years old, I think. He was fifth on his team in hits, 14 goals, playing from the fourth line. This is a guy who's ready for more ice time, and he said as much in his uh, his interview uh, earlier today. Yeah, I don't think he's gotten a fair shake. Um, Boston kind of, you know, they had a gluttony of, of players when he was there, and he's only been there for, what was it, two seasons? How many seasons has he played? He played two in Boston. One of those was like, like a call-up at the end of the season, so he only played 12 games. The other one, he played 34 games, so he kind of bounced between the AHL and there. Uh, then he gets traded to Minnesota in that same year, um, had 16 points in 22 games in Minnesota, which is pretty decent. But then last year was his first full season, first full season in the NHL, and he still only played 62 games because he kept getting scratched. Um, I don't feel like he's had a fair shake. Now, I don't think he's going to be a huge difference maker on the Sharks. He's not going to be some 40-goal scorer all of a sudden, but it is going to be good depth to have. I could see him being a third-line winger, possibly, with Joe Thornton if he signs, re-signs with the Sharks and he's the third-line center again. Now, um, there's a funny picture of, uh, of, of uh, was it Ryan? Uh, Ryan Donato, right? Ryan with his dead, his dad, dead, his dad, Ted Donato, <laughs> on the bench with Joe Thornton. And uh, I, think, I think Ryan was probably less than two years old or something like that. And it's just crazy. Like, you're going to see these two guys. I mean, imagine Joe Thornton. How old does he feel? This guy just got traded to your team, and you might be your line mate. <laughs> and he played with his dad. Right when you were like almost practically kids, like early on in his career. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think Ryan's going to be a good fit. I think uh, he's like for Doug Wilson talked earlier today on the press conference. I don't know if you guys all get to see that or not, but it's probably worth a watch. Uh, there are some good questions in there and feedback. And Doug Wilson said that uh, that he's going to be excited because he wants to be one of those guys that's on the ice for all three aspects. You know, power play, penalty kill, and uh, even strength. Even strength. So he's excited to work with John Madden, who was the PK specialist for a long time, Selkie Trophy winner. So uh, you were going to see him round out his game. I'm a little more excited about him. I almost see him almost like a, a Kevin LeBanc replacement in a way because uh, very good offense. Like his his he is a, a pure sniper. His shot is amazing, but the rest of his uh, game needs to get a little worked on. So. I think um, the Sharks are going to have – oh, there's the picture. The Sharks are going to have um, Sergei Samsonov. I thought no, that was that's, sad. <laughs> I think it's miscaptioned. That's Ted Donato, not Sergei Samsonov. Yeah. But, and that's his son, Ryan, obviously sitting there. But it's amazing because Joe will have played with uh, Ryan Donato's dad, and barring re-signing, it will be playing with him as well. So it's it's 
Yeah, how old does he feel? Probably pretty old. Um, awesome picture. I love that. Shang Peng, by the way, dug that up. If you're not uh, following Shang Peng on Twitter, uh, you should definitely do that. He is a phenomenal hockey writer, um, and he asked lots of very good questions. If you listen to the uh, the presser that they had, I want to point out uh, two comments real quick that I saw. One was by Brundy here. In the grand scheme of things, the only thing Minnesota has left of the Brent Burns trade is that third round pick, since Donato was traded for Coil. Yep. Aaron, you brought this up earlier. Uh, you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about that? Oh man, you're pulling me off guard here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, um, let's see. <sighs> Donato was traded for Charlie Coyle. Donato goes to the team that the Wild Coyle was from. So one of the few pieces the Wild have from the 2011 Brent Burns blockbuster trade, which was Charlie Coyle, Devin Sedaguchi, and a first-round pick. Uh, is a 2021 third round pick that they just got for him. Now that first round pick that we that the Sharks had traded away became Zach Phillips, who is kind of a bust. So it didn't pan out. So like what we've talked about before, the Sharks possibly trading first round picks don't mm-hmm. always end up good options. It's better to get the uh, the for sure deal, right? The known good. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing, right? Now, see again, like there you can always go back and look. Hindsight is 2020. Oh, look what we could have got if we if we had that pick. Yeah, but they don't always pick that player. Zach Phillips, case in point, right? Um, and even with the Sharks, we've had some guys that we drafted, Nikolai Goldobin, um, the Mirko Mueller. Those guys didn't really pan out for us. So would it have made more sense to trade that first for somebody else who is NHL ready? I, personally, I, I'm that's if that's what you're trying to do is use that pick to get somebody who you think maybe might sort of be NHL ready at some point in their career. Why not just make the trade? I'm totally cool with that. Unless we're talking really high up the ladder. Now, this is a deep draft, and the Sharks are going to get a couple of players that they really do want out of this draft that are going to fill some holes, which is great for them. Um, at the same time, if it gets you exactly what you're looking for already, why roll the dice? I would just take the player, again, barring you know age and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so, uh, again, another example of why it's not always the best idea to use your your picks, even in the first round, uh, to draft if you can get what you need and in are NHL ready, just get what you need. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out here was Nicholas Egan. We basically signed a rental goalie to let Melnichuk develop this year. It'd be great if it worked out, but if it doesn't, at least we get, we didn't trade any of our picks next year. Now this is something that Doug Wilson had said he wanted to do was retain as many of those picks as possible. And with this trade, um, he didn't have to give up anything from this draft. Again, with Ryan Donato, it's next season's draft, which is significantly less, deep, if you will, uh, than, than this year's draft. So it, it's great that the pick that he gave up was not one that was going to have a higher quality of players. Um, so that's great. And, of course, the Devin Dubnik trade, um, I mean, we're talking fifths and sevenths here. Sure, some players there will, will make it to the to the show, but for the most part, no one's really expecting those players to make it. So to be able to get Devin Dubnik for such a low cost I think is great. And, again, the 50% retention is just insane. Now, as far as uh, what he said about him being a rental goalie, yeah, absolutely. You know, again, it's just a stopgap for right now. We just want to be able to fill that hole. And, you know, if Melnichuk is ready to go, as you had said there, Nick, yeah, then then, then we're solid. We just let Dubnik go ahead and walk. And, and, you know, no harm, no foul. We're good to go. So, again, for me, this is just a phenomenal pickup. It's not something that's going to be a long-term making the team better, but it's absolutely going to work out well uh, for this season and for next season in terms of giving – the goaltenders an opportunity to develop uh, and, and get their game going. You know, even including Devin Dubnik, he had talked about, you know, him being ready to to get back into it and to kind of 
right himself in terms of his career and his playing. And he's really looking forward to, to working with Evgeny Nabokov, which, by the way, he had said that he, he, he knows Nabokov. I'm not sure exactly how he knows Nabokov, but he already knows the guy, apparently. And, uh, yeah, they, they've had discussions, and he's really looking forward to uh, the way that he can kind of tweak his game and whatnot. I also like one other thing that Dubnik said about working with Jones was that the two of them uh, are going to be able to uh, work together and kind of challenge each other. Um, sometimes you get one guy who says, you know, I want the starting position. And they want to challenge each other for those starts, but in a positive way. He said, you know, there's only one other guy in that dressing room that knows what you're going through as a goaltender. So you have to have uh, a positive attitude and work in tandem with them. So I, I really do feel like his veteran presence, not that Martin Jones isn't a veteran at this point, but his veteran presence there is really going to help push both of them to uh, elevate their games. And I think we might see a better Martin Jones because of it. Also because of the defensive structure that I'm sure Bob Boone will be putting into place. So I just wanted to point out these two comments and uh, that was a little more long winded than I thought it was going to be, but uh, there you go. Aaron, any other comments you saw? Uh, tons of comments. There's a lot of comments in here about, uh, about um, man, everything that the sharks are signed basically like, Oh, let's get this guy. Let's get this guy. Let's get this guy. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Ryan and Pat Maroon. That would be hilarious. That would be kind of funny, actually. So <laughs> Pat Maroon, yeah, two years in a row, he's won a cup. Yeah. What? Can you imagine if he signed another team? Like, I think you'd see. Maybe you see more of that happen where those players are signing one-year deals and just shuffling around teams. Like, I yeah. feel like the NBA is kind of like that more, where some players go to one team and make a super team. Um, I don't know. I think. <laughs> Next season is going to be very weird because they're not starting. I don't think they're going to be starting until January now. I think that December date's getting pushed back. But they're going to condense everything into, uh, I mean, as far as what we've heard, they're still going to do an 82-game season. I think that's absurd. I think it should be shortened. But if that happens, that's why it's good to have a 1A and 1B, especially this year, because you have Dubnik and Jones that can mm -hmm. play, and there's going to be a lot of back-to-backs, so they're going to need a lot of rest. Um, interesting note, both Jones and Dubnik, since I want to say 2015-16 season, um, I think Jones led the league in games played, and Dubnik led the league in minutes played. So they both oh. have played a lot of hockey. Um, I think, I mean, Jones's numbers have fallen off, Dubnik's did too, but I think Dubnik's head was in a different place, and especially in that position, a goalie, your head needs to be in where in hockey, you know? Yeah. So I think it was a, a mentally tough year for him, and it might be a good thing for them to to have a fresh start and come out here. And it sounds like Minnesota, I mean, Bill Guerin is now the GM, former Shark player, who Doug Wilson traded for, which is kind of funny that you think about how, if you go back to our episode with Doug Wilson, we interviewed him, it's, it's pretty much a good old boys network of GMs. And here's another case in point. I mean, Bill Guerin's a brand new GM, or newer GM, GM and he dealt with him as a player. He got him on, he traded for him uh, one year for a playoff run. So mm -hmm. uh, they definitely have some history there. But to me, it sounds like Minnesota is trying to start fresh and almost blow up in a way. Not quite blow up the team, but but uh, change the culture and, and get their guys in there. When you get a new GM, they're going to want to get their own guys in there. And I think that's what's happening, yeah. which is probably why they're kind of selling on the cheap side because they have to move so many pieces out. So I think that's why we got Dubnik on the cheap because um, they wanted him gone. They obviously didn't want him there. He wasn't going to be their number one. Um, 
he had a 10-team no-trade list. The Sharks were not on it, but everyone in the league, especially Doug Wilson, knows what he was going through and wanted to make sure that it was the right fit for him and his family, which is why San Jose is one of the better places to come to as a player. So yeah. um, I think uh, that's probably why it seems like I, I almost feel like he got uh, Minnesota got fleeced like by Doug Wilson yet again. Different GM this time, but um, I think the Sharks kind of win that trade for me. Two NHL players for two draft picks in next year. They're not even for this year, where there's the deep draft. So I think it. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, Donato's next G- next season, and the uh, Dubnik ones are the season after that. So it's not even all next year. It's yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's incredible. So, um, Nicholas Egan, you got to stop giving good comments here. Um, lowering the workload for both feels like it will only help p- both of them. hundred uh, percent. Aaron, as you had just said, um, Jones had the most starts and Dubnik had the most minutes. Something's got to give, uh, you're going to share the, the ride, uh, both those guys. So I think it's going to bring down the games played. It's going to bring down the minutes, uh, for both of those guys really help them kind of relax a little bit more. They don't have to do, uh, all the heavy lifting, all at once, they're going to be able to share that a little bit. Not that Booner's not going to play the hot hand necessarily, but I, I feel like, um, again, somebody else has said there's a one a more of a one a one b situation. Dell was never really like the one b in my opinion. He was always the backup, uh, and the games played kind of shows that too, right? Um, yeah. the, the thing is with with Dubnik, you know, again, he's been a starter in this league. Uh, he's a veteran in this league, and he's not relegating himself to being a backup. He had specifically said, you know, I'm looking forward to. Uh, fighting for that playing time, fighting for those starts, uh, but in a positive way, you know? So uh, I, I think it's great that they will be uh, a tandem. I think this is going to be a, a really good year for Sharks goaltending. Um, again, with, with Bob Bootner helping out defensively, I think those numbers are going to shift. And I had already said, quote me on it and call me out if I'm wrong. And somebody already quoted me on it to, like right away. Uh, but yeah, I think the numbers for Sharks goaltending is going to be a lot better. Uh, than it was last season. So thank you, Nicholas, for your uh, your awesome um, comments there. I do appreciate it. I'm going to pick another Nicholas Egan comment. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Don't forget the Sharks made four RFA signings today as well. Yes. Remember? I posted that. Yes, uh, those four signings are Jacob Middleton, Maximum Latunov, Nicholas Maloch, and Malak, and Jaden Habgavox. 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 God, I'm never going to get it right. Ever, ever. I'm How sorry. I'm sorry, Jay. Uh, not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> uh, yes, those those four guys did sign today. So um, Jacob Middleton and Latunov, I could see getting some NHL time, depending on how the Sharks do this year. I don't know if we'll see those other two, but uh, also depends on injuries as well and, and the health of some of the players. So, um, and yeah, I, I think that we're gonna see more of those RFA's kind of they're going to be signed. And so the cap space is going to go down even more a little bit. Um, Cause someone else just commented and I hope it wasn't Nicholas Egan. <laughs> Man, we've been really picking them up. <laughs> uh, um, where'd it go? Someone had just commented about uh, Jordan Marley close to 10 million. I think cap friendly, the sharks at 9.6. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Cause they, uh, what was it? Oh, right above that. Sorry. I'm all over the place right now. Uh, Jeremy said, is it true they still have $10 million to spend in cap space? And then Jordan followed it up. Uh, nice picture, Jordan. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, 9.3 projected cap space. Now, the Sharks still have not signed Melker Carlson. I don't know if they're going to sign him. I think he's going to walk. 
Yeah. I'm taking two million. I think it's a little too rich for a well, fourth line guy. He was making two million. That doesn't necessarily mean that he will be making two million, but generally speaking, guys want to get paid more than they did their last contract. So we'll yep. see. We still haven't signed Nason. We still haven't signed LeBanc, who's an RFA. Uh, Joe Thornton still hasn't signed. So there's not going to be a lot of money to go around. Now, Aaron Dell's not going to be signed. So our goaltending, actually, I think that went down. I can't remember what Aaron Dell was making last year. Um, two. He was making two? Uh, 3.8, actually. Oh, was he? Wait, 1.9. There you go. Sorry. His total contract. Yeah. 3.8. Two years so, at 1.9, so 3.8 total. Yeah. So an extra 200,000 got us Devin Dubnik as a backup. I think that's an upgrade to Dell. No offense to Dell. I think he's a a fine goaltender. Uh, he will make a fine addition to another team yeah. this year. Um, but I think that's a little bit of an upgrade. Now I don't know if you know this, but Devin Dubnik is a monster. He's six foot six. Yeah. He's enormous for a hockey goaltender. Um, that's kind of the wave of the future. Not that he's going to be the future of the team because he's only he's already 34, but mm-hmm. um, that is so big. That is just man, that's a that's a beast in goal. Yeah, no, he's a large human being, and uh, the, the, I mean, I'm I'm more than happy. Yeah, six four G six six G. Yeah, so we got some big boys in net, which is great. Um, but you know, it's not necessarily the the size of the goalie. It's it's how they can stop the puck and and the the team around them that helps them out. So, again, we'll see how this season goes. I'm I'm way more confident um, in this coming season. Um, also, remember we're gonna have a healthy Logan Couture, a healthy Tomas Hurdle, healthy Eric Carlson. Um, it'll be interesting to see, however, who they fill in on defense. Because Dalton Prout's not going to be there. Uh, Tim Heed's being lent, or he's a free agent. I can't remember about Tim Heed. He's kind of off my radar. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do on the defensive side. Uh, it's it's interesting, though, that because Ryan Donati, you're saying he's more of, of the sniper type, but he was like fifth on the team in hits. So I think this is a guy that kind of plays in, in all different situations, and um, he's going to bring more than just you know trying to shoot the puck like like a Kevin LeBanc would. So um, I'm more excited about seeing what Kevin Don- or Kevin Donato, Ryan Donato brings. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested, though, in seeing the other acquisitions that we make. I think we're going to see more of a two-way type players, uh, maybe one uh, true like scoring winger uh, for the top line there. But other than that, I think we might fill out the rest, if we're doing free agency at least, with some of those guys that are a little more on the two-way side, because it seems like that's the type of play that Bob Bugner, Rocky Thompson, John Madden, those guys want from their players, guys that are going to be playing uh, for the team uh, and and good defensively as well as uh, being able to, uh, to work the puck offensively as well. So it'll be interesting to see who, who they go after. Now, Bobby Ryan, I see that name floating around in there. Bobby Ryan's not a guy, I think, that uh, has a really good two-way game. I could be entirely wrong on that, but I don't think he has a very good two-way game. Um, so I don't know if he really fits the bill there. Maybe he's like one of those guys that you play on the top line, but, um, I, I don't know, Aaron, is there anybody in particular you think I saw a Brian Boyle for the fourth line center, uh, anybody else that you think maybe, uh, that the Sharks should be targeting in free agency? You know, I wouldn't mind Patrick Maroon actually. Someone mentioned okay. that I think as a joke, but I think, um, I think he could bring in some really good experience for the younger guys. Cause we're going to have some of those young guys have to fill the gaps in there. So I think he's going to really helped with the locker room and the, and the presence there. Um, I think, um, I don't know about Brian Boyle. I, I almost think he's going to cost too much for a fourth line center and other teams will pay him 
they'll basically be able to outbid the Sharks for that role. So I don't know if the Sharks will be able to compete and get any kind of high-end people. Not that Brian Boyle's a high-end guy, yeah. but for a fourth-line center, I feel like he's kind of on the high-end side. So I don't know, man. I feel like people are going to fill out the top end of the roster and they're not going to have enough money left. Uh, I, that, I mean, that could be true, too, but then you're going to see players take less money. They're probably going to be like bridge deals. They're probably going to take a one, maybe two-year contract so that they don't get exposed or something. I don't know. Because yeah. next is going to be the Seattle draft. So yes. you're going to see some weird signings this year. I think some some probably a lot of one-year signings. So there's probably a lot of free agents next year. And the hopes that they're going to... Um, I forget what year it is. I think it's next year. It might even be the one after that. The TV deal is going to be redone. Now, we were looking at this in our in our Slack channel with me, Paul, and and a couple and producer Jason and and Joe. Um, that's the what was I showing? MLB, MLB, NBA, and NFL are all in the billions for uh, TV contracts, getting billions a year, and the NHL is getting two hundred million a year on their current contract. It's brutal. I heard how bad it was, but I didn't look at I didn't look at the numbers until recently. I was like, oh man, that is so bad. So what they're probably going to do, you know how in football in the NFL there's uh, different rights to different channels. So like Monday Night Football is on ESPN. Uh, Thursday Night Football is on NBC. Um, AFC is always on CBS. NFC is always on Fox. It's going to be something like that. So ESPN wants to get back on the hockey game from what I read. That means we'll probably see, maybe they'll pick up, I don't know, like the Wednesday Night Hockey Rivalry Night. You know what I mean? There you go. There's my, there's my shot, or my uh, screenshot. Um, I love, I love that picture that I'm using. That's so great. <laughs> awesome. Um, anyway, That's some uh, behind the scenes stuff right there. There you go. Yeah, right in on it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh, pixelated. Wow. wow. So good. So good. Um, anyway. Hopefully, once that contract gets renewed, you're going to get more money going out. You're going to see the cap possibly jump significantly. And by significantly, I mean maybe like $10 million in a year. Mm-hmm. So I think the players know that. They're kind of holding out to not sign. You know, if you sign like a – you're not really seeing those eight-year contracts that much anymore, six-year contracts, because those players are going to be leaving money on the table because there's going to be more cap space. And when you have those high-end talents that are signing at the maximum, that maximum is going to jump in that year that those that, that revenue is coming in from TV. So I think this year is going to be kind of weird just because of that. Uh, we'll see a lot of free agents next year as well. Um, the market's going to be weird. I mean, there's so many free agent goaltenders this year that it's just bizarre. And 30 of the 31 teams all think they need new goaltenders because they didn't win a cup. So <laughs> everyone's going to want a new goalie for their team, at least, right? That's usually yeah. the problem. That's like... Oh, our goaltending was terrible because we didn't win last year. We need a new goalie. Coming <laughs> from a goalie, I know what that's like. So I was just going to mention that Angela Nunes says, "I say we sign Paul and Aaron to new Aaron to new contracts." Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we call him AA Ron for a reason, right? Uh, <laughs> so, um, no, that would be a horrible idea. Uh, but uh, what would be a good idea, however? And I'm going to plug it right now. This is a great transition. Why don't you head over to thefinfactor.com, check out the shirts, the hats, the stickers. Um, anything you guys uh, pick up does help support the show. You'll notice that we have these fancy uh, teal 
backgrounds on us now. Again, this is uh, something that is uh, partially funded by you guys and the Super Chats, uh, buying the gear, uh, helping us out, uh, supporting the show. We do appreciate it. So we are obviously ramping up for season three here. So it's kind of a little bit of a preview. Um, so again, thank you guys so much for all of your support uh, over the past what two two years, two seasons, if you will. And we're looking forward to uh, season three uh, coming up. Gosh, what is it? Right as soon as the draft, we're calling that season three for us, right? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Um, are we doing a live after the draft or anything? <laughs> We, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> if there's any trades, how about that? If there's any trades, yeah. Like trades during the draft? Sure. Okay, that sounds for good. For a player. For like a, you know what I mean? An NHL yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Any other you know, good comments in here that we want to dig up? Or is there another topic you wanted to... Uh, to, to hit on actually in the comments is there a certain to topic you guys wanted to chat about uh let us know and we'll pick that up and kind of roll with it in the meantime um should we well roll calls we usually do later on right sure we can do it now do it now yeah let's do it now all right cool let's do okay. a roll call roll call tell us where you are watching from and what <laughs> i don't know i just literally Looking through your head and seeing the gear spin. Right now. <laughs> I was trying to think of something witty, and it just didn't go. It just stopped. <laughs> um, um, Topic, Merkley, when will he be ready? <laughs> Tell us where you're watching from. How about that? For where you're watching from. Okay. Where, where are you watching? Roll call. Where are you watching from? All right, good. Um, when will Merkley be ready? Great question. Um, I we don't know now. Again, this is he came in uh, on the younger side. He hasn't really. He he's going to be in the AHL, I believe, this season is what we were we're talking about, right, Aaron? So um, basically, it sounds like maybe like a cup of coffee uh, or you know more towards the end of the season we might see him kind of jump in, maybe barring some injury or something like that. Um, but that's kind of where we're at with Ryan Rickley right now. Uh, I had asked, I think, in the last live, at what point. Do do would you give up on Ryan Merkley? Not that that point is now or anytime soon, but if it takes him two more years and he's still not NHL ready, do we kind of say okay, we need that he was a bust that that didn't work out, or, or or how much more time do you give him? What's the maximum amount of time you give him to break into the NHL? Um, I think they're going to be pushing him to make it anyway, so I don't think he's going to be a bust okay. personally. But yeah, maybe two years. He's got this year, next season. Uh, was that his contract? What's his contract? Well, his contract is for three years. He signed an entry level. So maybe when that's up, and that's probably when they would maybe give up. You know, I, I give up. I don't know. Maybe give up's not the right word. When they would be open to trading him. How about that? There you go. I don't know. I, what I think, he's going to start off in the Barracudo, and you'll see him during training camp. He'll probably be the last guy to get cut because they'll want him to hang around all the NHL guys and see how they prep for games and do all this stuff. Brisbane. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, and then uh, he'll probably be on the Barracuda. They're going to want to give him more minutes to the Barracuda to get to professional playing professional level, not junior level. It's a lot different when you're playing against men versus teenagers. So yeah. um, give him a lot of ice time, give him in a lot of situations, and then 
Um, depending on injuries or performance, call him up. Maybe give him a couple games. Maybe not. Um, maybe he sticks. Like, what if he just keeps scoring? What if he's on a scoring streak? You don't send him back, right? Yeah. So um, we'll see. And, and Burns going to get traded. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I think um, maybe by the trade deadline. What I'll say that. The trade deadline will know how the season is. I have a feeling this season is going to be not quite, not like last year, but almost, um, almost like a year where um, they want to see what they got with these guys. Okay. If they can, it also depends if they're actually going to play a full season because I don't know if they are. If they don't play a full season, then these games are going to be extremely tight because you need points in practically everything to make playoffs. Um, I don't think they're going to do the playoffs like they did this year where they had 24 teams in it. So, Anthony Sanchez, I think, uh, put that back on the screen for me, please. Um, yeah, thank you. No trading Burns talk tonight. Okay. This is what I'm going to say about the trading Burns talk, okay? If we don't see Burns get traded at the draft, right, um, or, like, immediately thereafter, if we don't see him get traded then, I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the team – because I have a feeling the Sharks are going to make playoffs. Quote me. Tell me I'm wrong. Quote me. You're wrong. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I think kidding. the Sharks are Same making play. playoffs. And I think that at trade deadline, they're going to be in the spot where they're saying, we know we're going to make it. Um, we're, we're not just barely on the cusp. We're a little bit behind and maybe we should sell it. No, they're going to be into a spot where they're saying, we're, no, we're going to make playoffs. We're a lock. We're going to be fine. And they're not going to trade Brent Burns, right? So if he doesn't get traded at the draft or immediately thereafter, I'm pretty sure we've got Burns for the rest of the year. He's not going to get traded at the deadline because we're not going to be in a position uh, where we would want to unload Brent Burns because we're going to be going to playoffs. That's kind of my take on it. So hopefully that saves you from getting hit uh, with the sandal tonight, uh, Anthony. I I really am looking out for you, buddy. Um, And, you know, um, if you've got lots of bruises, take pictures because uh, we, we want to make sure that you, you get the help that you need. Okay. <laughs> Topic: Does Dylan come back to San Jose? Honestly, somebody had said trade Burns for or somebody Pickles for for Dylan. I'm like, you don't have to trade. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you don't have to trade. Just just sign Dilly. Um, no, I would love for uh, Brendan Dylan to come back. Unfortunately, I think Brendan Dylan's probably going to cost too much. So yeah. if they wanted to sign Dylan again that's where we start talking about the trade that we can't talk about anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my take on that one. Um, but it will be interesting to see. Now, Brendan Dillon, I think, plays exactly the way that Bob Booner would like him uh, to play or his defense to play. So um, that's a guy that I think fits the bill. It just he may not fit the, the dollar bill, right, uh, for this team right now. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I, I doubt it. I uh, would love to see it. There has been some talk about Justin Braun uh, being re-signed by the Sharks, but he got re-signed by Philly. So um, that's not happening anymore, obviously. So uh, it, it'll be interesting. I think we can take a look at some of the free agent defensemen and see uh, who kind of plays the same style that um, you know Bob Bugner might be interested in. Uh, what is this? <laughs> Wife has gone full machine arm toss. <laughs> a lot of shoes, man. That is a lot of shoes. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, man, you got a boot in there, too, and some ballet shoes. Be careful. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, Aaron, anything to say about the burn yeah. stuff? 
Going back to Merkley, Nicholas okay. Eaton said, uh, Hockey Writer says Merkley is the number 42-ranked prospect in hockey. He'll be sure on opening night in 21-22, I believe the same. Now, from everything that we've heard, and I'm excited, hopefully we'll be able to go watch some Barracuda games this year. Who knows with COVID and everything. But I, were, I was really excited to have him closer so that I can go to some games and watch him. Because from everyone, everyone that's seen him play has been like, his playmaking ability is unreal. He just... he. You can't. That's not something you can teach, really, either. It's one of those skills like you either fast or you're not. You either have the vision or you don't. And his vision to find open teammates wherever he is on the ice is just unreal. So um, that's kind of like his bread and butter. Now there was another comment in here about uh, Jordan Marley saying, "I remember how hockey FF boards. I forget what that is. Hockey the whatever F boards called Nick What?" HF boards, yeah, there you go. Yeah, calling Petrecki the next pronger for the Sharks. I hope Merkley pans out. That's a huge <laughs> difference there because no, I remember the, I remember this and I remember that being excited about Petrecki, and um, uh, I was really disappointed that it just didn't pan out. Now Petrecki was kind of the old school way of playing in terms of like before the lockout, where it was big, slow defenseman grabbing, clutching. That was kind of his style, which is kind of what Pronger was. Now, Pronger was a better skater. Pronger was just just um, a beast, man. He was a huge dude, very physical, but he could skate. And uh, everyone wanted to be Pronger. They wanted the next Pronger. That was like the big thing for defensemen when they got drafted. Petrarchy was billed as such, but he obviously didn't pan out. So uh, Merkley is different. Merkley, think of Merkley as more like another Eric Carlson, a smaller guy who's very offensively gifted, who can skate and um, defensively needs to get worked on. That's pretty much it. So it's it's a younger Carlson. I don't want to say smaller because Carlson was really small when he when he got drafted. Um, he might have even been smaller than what Merkley is now. But yeah, think of think along those lines. Like that is kind of the future of the NHL. If you look around it, and every team, every puck moving defenseman now is small. They're not big guys. Yeah, they're all tiny. So. Um, that's kind of the future, and I'm glad the Sharks drafted him. I think they got a steal at that. Was it 21st overall for him? Yeah. So, and he was very young. He was he was 17 when he actually got drafted. He just turned 18 like right afterwards. So, um, he is only 20 years old. He was born in 2020. It's gonna be easy to remember how old he is. Or I'm sorry, he was born in 2000. <laughs> He's 20 years old. Or, he was born in 2020. Man. Am I tired? Do yeah, I look maybe tired? a little. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing in the chat here, by the way, um, a lot of – well, not a lot, but a couple times over. Uh, TVR signing, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Uh, I don't I can't see the name up there, but also followed up by Nick HBK. What's up, Nick? Um, he's a right defenseman uh, free agent. Trevor Van Riemsdyk he would be his pick as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Trevor Van Riemsdyk – Van Riemsdyk, oh, just – TVR. TVR. TVR, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, he would be a great one, I think. Um, I don't know exactly where he would fit in, though, in terms of uh, the line, because I'm not sure if he's a bottom-pairing defenseman or if he would be a little bit higher up on uh, the pecking order there. But, yeah, another guy that would be uh, probably a, a pretty good signing for the Sharks there. Um, also, Chuck Schumer saying, I'm just happy Steve Spot won't be running our power play anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm out of focus. Um, yeah, so uh, that's a that's an interesting take there. Yeah, I think most people were. It was, it's a very predictable uh, power play. Again, pass, pass, shoot, as someone else had just said. And, um, you know, hopefully they uh, – who is it? Um, is it Madden? No, Madden's doing the PK. PK. Uh, Rocky Thompson's doing defensive power play. Hopefully Rocky Thompson 
uh, who again did he a phenomenal job with the Chicago Wolves. Yeah, so he um, ran the Chicago Wolves, and they were amazing. Yeah. So it'll be a, it'll be a different look, and um, I think Bugner talked about it during his press conference a week or two weeks ago, whenever they announced that he was the head coach. Um, that he was excited about it because the system's gonna be a lot different. There's a lot of different looks, and the players will like it because it it helps their creativity, which to me means it's less doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I think every Sharks fan knew exactly what was gonna happen. Kevin LeBanc gets the puck on the half boards, yep. and either he's gonna pass or he's gonna shoot. That's pretty much it. And when he has nothing open, he skates around, circles around, passes it back to Burns at the point or Carlson at the point. Gets the puck back. It's like the puck always went through LeBanc. Now, LeBanc is good. He has great vision. He's great on the power play. But it was so obvious. <laughs> it's like, man, I don't think you need to watch a lot of tape on the Sharks' power play to figure them out. Like, you can watch one game and be like, okay, yeah. this is what they're going to do. And they just do it and do it and do it. And it just, it's like, what is it? The definition of insanity, right? Yes. Just trying and trying and it's not working. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to have a whole new, almost a whole new coaching staff. I guess not whole new, but. Uh, a new system in place. That, that's what I'm excited for. Now, I don't want... I, I think I mentioned this before. I think the new system is going to be very boring and it's going to be very defensive-minded. So we're going to see a lot of close games, less high-scoring games, especially if the if the um, the season is condensed and it's or it's 82 games, but the time is condensed, so they're playing a lot more back-to-backs. Guys are going to be tired. They're not going to be running and gunning. They're going to be slogging it up. and It's going to be slow. It's going to be a slower game, I think, this year overall. Uh, let's see. Nicholas Egan, was that thoughts on the VGK? Uh, thoughts on the VGK gold jerseys? Uh, they're hideous. Um, anything with that logo on it is hideous. I'm sorry. Um, that that's the first thing. <laughs> what do yeah. you think? I thought. I mean, I didn't really care, but it's uh nice. They got a third jersey, I suppose. It's very Vegas like. The gold has a lot of <laughs> sparkle in it. <laughs> sparkle yeah, yeah that's a good you know what i mean like it, it it was like a it was like it was glitter gold color and it's very prominent and i made the comment i think on twitter like oh it's it's gonna they're trying to blind their opponents with it or something yeah what they're going for but it, it, to me it looked very vegas show showy like like a very classic vegas from the rat pack era where it's just all that gold i'm not a gold fan so yeah the golden knights no, fair enough. Silver Knights, though, that'd be different. <laughs> All right, people keep asking about Tyler Toffoli throughout this whole thing, too. What's your take on that? Do you think we can get him? I don't think we can afford him. I think that's the problem, realistically. With signing it, like, if you get Toffoli, then you're going to have a lot of gaps in your in your uh, lineup with younger guys trying to fill that up or even cheaper guys that are, I don't know. I I would like to see him on the team. That's not saying I don't want to see him. Right. But I don't know what he would want to do. I don't know because I mean that would mean he's playing the Pacific Division his entire career because he was playing for LA and then he went to Vancouver. Um, he did do very well in Vancouver though. With he was lined up with Pedersen, which ended up very well for him. They had they had some really good chemistry. Yeah. So who would you line yeah, up? Hard. Huh? Sorry, hard not to have chemistry with a guy like Pedersen though, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, here you take it. It's like playing with McDavid. <laughs> Here's the, no, here's with McDavid, give me the puck and I'll meet you at the other end. <laughs> the strategy is, where's McDavid? I need to get him the puck. <laughs> Unless you're uh, dry. Wait, he just tested positive for COVID. Did you hear that? McDavid? McDavid did. That was I announced. I did not today. hear that. Yep. 
Uh, it was in one of the comments too. I saw that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to mess my auto. Anybody here when David has COVID nineteen? Yes. Uh, that was in the news. Um, I read TSN a lot, which is the ESPN, Canadian ESPN. Literally, <laughs> it's it's the Canadian version of ESPN. It's called TSN. Uh, yes, he he tested positive earlier today. He went under good. He went underwent medical testing that revealed a positive result. Since then, he's been in voluntary self quarantine at his home. He will continue to be monitored. Blah blah blah. Jeez. Oh, there you go. Yep. Beginning of the end. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. I know it sucks, people, but if we ever want to get past this, we got to do it. And I know there's a lot of people, oh, political statements and blah, 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 and everybody's sheep, whatever. Guys, It's people are getting sick. There is no conspiracy. There's no way you can get the entire world to do this. <laughs> Just saying. I, uh, anyway. That's a good point. Uh, if we sign the bank for three and a half, Jumbo for a min, Patty for minimum, that leaves about four million left for a free agent. Yeah. I don't think you're going to sign Jumbo and Patty for minimum, though. I think you're going to sign them for closer to maybe like a mil and a half or so. Yeah, Joe um, two last year, I believe. Joe did too, but Joe waited until after everyone was done signing, and then he right. he popped in. So, um, you know, again, there you go. So if they did pick up a, a free agent, um, got him on the team, and then there was only the minimum left, then I'm sure he would take the minimum. I mean, Bobby Ryan, to me, I could see that happening just because he's cheap, but every team sees that happening because he's cheap. Yeah. And if you're Bobby Ryan, are you going to sign with the Sharks, or are you going to sign with a – more of a contending team than the Sharks are. Well, same amount of money. Tampa Bay is going to need to clear a little bit of cap, so um, for a minimum. Well, if you can, you could play for Colorado. You could play for like yeah. imagine your line mates that you're going to play with, basically on the, and the team that you signed with. You know. Yeah. So, well, you have to be on the top line for that to matter in Colorado, wouldn't you? No, they're more of a two line team now. Oh, okay. Nazem Kadri. They got better. Okay. Um. Plus, they have a top-end pick coming up in this draft. They had somebody's draft pick. Oh, yeah. Right? Or am I thinking? I don't know. I don't know. There's teal everywhere. I, I don't know Colorado Avalanche here. So much teal. <laughs> too much teal. What background? Too much teal. What background color should we choose next time? How about oh, that? that's we should have done that. Roll call and then the background color. How about that? We'll put that in. Go ahead, guys. Give us some comments. Uh, what color like backgrounds would you... Too much, too much teal here. I don't know. I think it looks good. I like it. Ken Kutcher, who plays right wing. I think that's one of those ones where it's uh, we're going to find somebody uh, to play right wing. Um, is Kane Kutcher the your top line? Or is Hurdle with Meyer your top line? Now, Meyer also played right wing last season, so you might see Kane Kutcher Meyer. Um yeah. But I don't know. Does Donato slot in on the second line? Does he slot in on the third line? Uh, depends on how deep we get. We are right. If we go into free agency and get a guy who's uh, cheaper, can play right wing, um, and is you know either a budding talent or just nobody else signed him because they don't have enough money, and that's why we were able to sign him cheap. Who knows? Um, maybe it's a guy that we throw on the right wing on the top there, and Donato gets bumped down a little bit. 
I think Donato really does want to fight for that ice time. I think he's um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, he had it in his uh, presser that he had. Uh, he has an open mind, open attitude. He can play all positions, and he wants to earn more ice time. The guy's eager. You know, uh, 24 years old, It's you don't always get the younger guys who are NHL ready. So this could be a really, really good pickup here. Um, now, will he immediately slot in? Will he immediately make a difference? Uh, maybe not make a difference. Will he slot in? Yes, but just depending on which line. I think it's going to be higher than the fourth line, though. Um, oh, definitely. I, I think he's going to be like a second, third line guy kind of bouncing yeah. between there. I mean, we're talking 20 goal, 20 assist potential, right? I mean, he had 14 goals from the fourth line. So Yeah, and they were all last even season. Strength. Yeah. What, what's that? All even strength. He didn't have any power play goals. He had some power mm-hmm. play time, but no power play goals. So you add some power play time to that 14 goal total, you're going to get up to 20 goals. Yeah. No, 100%. And Illuminato, yeah, I still see it, but yes, Nason still needs a contract. And I know some other people have said that as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm on board. I, you know me with Stefan Nason. Uh, if, or if you don't by now, then uh, I love Stefan Nason. I think he brings everything that this coaching staff wants in its players. Uh, he's he's a tough dude. Um, he's got some skill to back it up to. Uh, and he's the type of guy that's going to stick up for his teammates, which um, especially, you know, you've got Martin Jones trying to rebound, but you've also got Devin Dubnik trying to rebound as well. This is a guy who's going to stick up for his goalies. We've seen it before. We'll see it again, 100%, I'm sure. So um, he's got the right attitude. He's team-first mentality. He's uh, skilled enough, uh, especially for that fourth line. He's definitely skilled enough. So uh, I would I would love to see them re-sign uh, Stefan Nason. Now, someone's trying to pit uh, <laughs> LeBanc against Nason. Two different players, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, there's no or there. Uh, it's both. Uh, you, you, you sign Kevin LeBanc if he's cheap enough. Uh, if he thinks he's going to get paid – Four million dollars, uh, even at three and a half, I kind of got to look. Dude, we're going to arbitration. Come on, let, let's take a look at your stats real quick and just let's let's you know take a step back for a second here because you took a one million dollar deal and your stats look better. So um, I don't know. I, I think it, we'll see how Kevin LeBanc does in terms of that arbitration if he ends up going to arbitration. Um, but I think he needs to take uh, a little bit of humble pie there and uh, accept a little bit less than what he feels maybe he is actually worth. Not to the one million dollar extent, but I think two and a half to three is a little more palatable than say uh, three and a half to four. You think uh, he could be trade bait during the? Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, this is uh, he has arbitration rights, but he is cost controlled, right? So mm-hmm. um, they'll low ball. He'll go over the top, and the arbitrator will find somewhere in the middle if that's where it goes to. Otherwise, he accepts whatever. Uh, deal that you know whoever owns his rights gives him so um he'll come on the cheaper end for whoever ends up with kevin lebanc it'd be nice if it was the sharks um but he'll come a little bit cheaper than i think he would like so um yeah he could absolutely could be trade bait because uh, again cost control so um we'll see now this is an opportunity for the sharks maybe to get a guy who's a right winger a top six uh package him with something else maybe um to go get that right winger um you know, again, though, I, I do feel like, though they could use a scoring winger, I feel like the coaching staff is going to want Doug to bring in a guy who's more of a two-way, and we'll see how that goes. So um, be looking for that. If, if something happens, obviously, we'll come right back and we'll talk about it because um, that's big shark news, obviously. So, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Is he trade bait? He absolutely could be. Yeah, I don't think someone said sign and trade him. 
uh, Illuminato said sign and flip them. I don't think so. You, you don't typically see someone get signed and traded. If you do, it's it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like uh, they wanted to sign and then trade him. It was more like, oh, we signed him, and then the other team wanted him really bad, and were giving us something in return that we really needed or wanted. Uh, not that they were like, it's not like you, you sign the guy and then you start trying to put him on the trade block, you know? That's just yeah. not how things are done. Yeah, uh, I'm a little behind the chat here, but Jordan Marley saying four million is not a lot for a nine uh, top nine free agent. Sharks need offense. Doug Wilson needs to make one more move. I think Sorensen is expendable. Uh, yes, Sorensen is absolutely expendable. Um, I like Sorensen. I don't love Sorensen. I'd be happy if uh, you know he ended up uh, taking a walk and we brought something else in. One hundred percent. He's a guy that that fills in, but there was promise of him being more. And I just don't think he panned out to the level that they thought he was going to um, remember when he first came on the scene, man, it was like scoring soon. And it's, uh, I don't know. He's just kind of, he just he doesn't still, do it for me anymore. Yeah. He still has one more year left this season. Yeah. So it's, he can't walk, but he'll be a free agent next year. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm saying if, if he was somebody that you traded yeah. Um, or, you know, run out your, your term. He's got one more year, like you said. He's got that, that one last uh, year on his term. And then after that, if he didn't re-sign, I, I, I wouldn't be overly uh, overly concerned. I wouldn't be too sad um, about it. So. I'd be excited to see Shemleski get called up. Uh, he kind of ended the year on a good note with the Barracuda. So he was getting better. He was on the up and up. Uh, I mean, not right away, but someone at some point this season I would like to see get called up is Shemleski. Um, maybe Chikovic, but I don't think he performed as well as he should have. Um, I'm just looking at our non-rostered forwards that are on, on here. And I don't know. Maybe some of those other guys that we had signed um, this summer. There's a couple of them, right? Was it... Uh, Frederick Handmark was that one? Yeah, Handmark. He's a center, I believe. Um, and then, yeah. who's the NC2A guy? Um, uh, John Leonard. Thank you. I was gonna say Jay John. There you go, John Leonard. Yeah, you could see him come up. I bet. So I think there's a couple guys. Uh, Brzezinski. There's still Brzezinski. He's got some. Actually, he's a UFA. So he's UFA. Yeah. He probably won't be coming back. Or if he does, it'll be for very very cheap. I, so, I kind of doubt it. Um, but yeah, those are, those are like a handful of guys that I could see coming up maybe to fill in the gaps if, depending if they do go out and get a free agent and then their cap space is practically non-existent. So yeah, yeah, they, they have some options and some guys that can come in. Now I think the way the system is working or will be in place, uh, going back to that again with the new coaching staff and everything, I think it'll be easier to plug and play some guys because they're going to be focusing on the defense aspects before the offense. So you're not going to be bringing in a guy expecting him to try and score or do anything big. You're going to be, okay, focus on locking down your end of the zone and get the puck out. That's all you have to do. Let our scorer score. So maybe we see um, our top guys, Coach Hurricane, Meyer, Hurdle, maybe we see their numbers go up a bit because you're not going to have as much support on the third and fourth line guys. So they're going to be heavy, carrying a heavy load here. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are going to be screwed because they're not going to have any any depth if any of those guys go down again. Dizzy Logic saying Blickfeld and True. Yeah, Blickfeld looked like he had quite the scoring touch there. Um, I thought they brought him up as soon as um, Pete DeBoer 
uh, got let go, the first thing Bob Boudner did was call yeah. up uh, Blickfeld, and that probably had a lot to do with uh, Roy Summer jumping in as the associate coach there, pulling uh, Blickfeld up with him just to get that uh, get that look. Uh, True is another guy who I've liked his game for a while now, and it, he's he's built for the NHL. He's a big guy. So I would love to see him get a shot. And it's funny, in cap friendly, they actually have him on the Sharks roster, mostly because there was parts to fill in, and True was kind of the next one in the pecking order on, on cap friendly there. So uh, I would love to see um, I would love to see True get uh, get a shot there. Fourth line would be fine for him, I think. He's a guy that can score, yes, but he's such a big body. He can hit. Um, he's hard to move. Um, I, I would love to see him uh, get that shot on that fourth line there, and that frees up Donato to really solidify himself as that middle six winger, right? Get him on the on the third line, get him on the second line. I mean, True plays center as well, but I mean, he, he, I'm sure he could play on the wing. Uh, I think the Sharks draft centermen knowing that they can ship them from center to wing, so um, shouldn't be a problem. It will be interesting, though, to see if Donato's playing that third line. We're expecting uh, Patrick uh, Marlowe and Joe Thornton, you and I are at least expecting uh, him to be re- uh, them to be re-signed, I should say. And it seems like that would be the third line right there, uh, the – the old men and the kid in the picture <laughs> in the third line. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Donato will score 20 plus. I, I mean, goals or you're you talking just points. Um, I, I think Probably he could do, I think he could do 20 goals. Um, I think if we can get 20 at Donato, that'd be a very good year for him. Absolutely. I'd be happy to see him play in 70 plus games. Cause he hasn't played in that many games. Uh, Let's see, his career is high as 62 last season. So I'd like to see him get into 70-plus games. That means he's playing well because he's not getting scratched or demoted or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think 20 goals from him out of 70 games would be pretty decent. That'd be really good. Uh, Anthony Sanchez, Doug Wilson needs to decide, does he go for a right wing or a right-handed defenseman? Unless we're trading, and I don't want to say it, don't want to get it thrown <laughs> out. Um, that, no, I think we're fine on on uh, right-handed defensemen right now. Uh, you really only need the one, and if he, let's get real, the the, the majority of minutes are going to go to two particular right-handed defensemen. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter that much who you have as your third right D. Uh, somebody who's just all reliable would be would be plenty good. Uh, does not have to be expensive whatsoever. Uh, yeah, as everyone else is pointing out, right wing, I have to agree with you. Yes, get another right winger. Uh, again, look at Cap Friendly. <laughs> right wing is just empty. Um, so, yes, absolutely, I think he goes and finds a right wing. Now, how he goes about doing that, it sounds like it won't be with a draft pick. Everything he's done so far, Doug Wilson I'm talking about, has been avoiding using this season's draft pick, uh, be it the first seconds that he has or the third um, so it looks like he'll have to be a little more creative than just giving a pick uh, from this season's draft to go ahead and get that right wing need filled. We'll see how it goes. I know there's names that are floating around. A lot of guys have been uh, putting in the chat there uh, of names of right wingers that they should go after. I know uh, Tafoli and Dadnov are names that we've seen quite a few times actually in, in, the, in the comments there. Um, those are guys that I'm not sure how much they're going to command in terms of dollar amount and if the Sharks will have that amount available to them. But absolutely, I think the bigger need right now is not a depth right-handed defenseman, uh, but a top six right-wing uh, scoring uh, winger. So, Green. yep. I feel like a, uh, if you're going to sign a right-handed defenseman, that's going to command 
probably the same amount of money or a little bit, maybe not as much, but close to it. it the money is better well spent on a top six right winger than a, a, a third pairing right defenseman, you know? Um, Jordan Marley said, the Fin Factor needs to be more active on the Sharks Facebook group. You guys have some great takes I'd like to see on that group if you're up for it. I occasionally comment in there. I don't post stuff, but I'll comment on some people's stuff because there are some really hot, dumpy-looking takes <laughs> in there that just make me frustrated. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so I try not to... I don't, I'm not that much on... I'm not on Facebook that much, so uh, every once in a while something will come across my home page, whatever. I'm like, what? Okay, I need to say something here. But you, I think you comment a little more than I do. It's a yeah. Okay, now and then, yes, I do, and and almost immediately after I do, I regret doing it because I, I feel like a lot of people um, on there are, um, are are very downers, right? Uh, I think a lot of the times it's it's a toxic environment, and that's why I like having these formats instead, right? Where we have, or I should say, this format, um, these lives where we get to talk, right? Um, I see the chat going through on the side there. It's the same thing as being on Facebook and having people make those comments, except we're doing it in real time in a non-toxic environment, right? Um, you guys are here because you want to be here talking with us the way that uh, we present to you, right? So, and, and again, the way we do this show, and we've said this many, many times, uh, it's it, it started off just Aaron and I just kind of talking to each other, and we said, you know, we can make a show out of this, let's just do it, and we'll invite you guys to uh, sit down with us, essentially, right? So we, we like that a lot more, and there's a whole lot less, um, like, toxicity, I guess I'll say, uh, in, in this format than there is in, in a Facebook group. So uh, besides that, we'd rather you guys, you know, come over here and and, uh, and watch our videos and whatnot. So this is kind of where we'd like to give you those takes. So um, It's really hard for me to read stuff that does not have proper grammar. It, it really frustrates me. <laughs> I was a history major, so I did a lot of reading, almost like an English major. It's just okay. like, come on, man. Use some punctuation. It's just one long sentence, and it's five paragraphs long. I don't, what? Come on. I don't, I don't need the Yeah. Illuminato says, that sounds like Facebook in general. Yeah, exactly, because it's on Facebook. So, I mean, just in general, I think that that whole arena is, is not where we would like to us. Uh, spend our efforts, right? Um, Having said so, that, feel free to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> I think our right. Facebook page, because we don't spend that much time on our Facebook. It's up there in the uh, corner. Has, like the least amount of followers on it. But uh, um, feel free also to share our videos in those group pages. That's fine. That We'd be happy. Yeah, I, I think that's that's more helpful um, is, you know, getting us out to your friends and to other Sharks fans that, you know, um, not necessarily through Facebook, but through any means um, necessary, like the word of mouth, Twitter, Facebook, whatever else. Um, we, we don't tend to post so much on Facebook. We, we let you guys know through emails here, which, by the way, again, another great reason to subscribe this entire time where there was no news. Did we hit you? in your inbox with a whole bunch of useless junk or did we hold off wait till there was something to talk about talk about it and then you got the email saying hey come join the live show hey this fin factor posted something right so again for, for me subscribe not because we're gonna give you all this stuff and just you're gonna get bombarded we're gonna give you the content that kind of is as meaningful right so um, there's that anyway. we're kind of more along the lines of quality over quantity I'll just there say you go. 
That's that's a little better. Quality uh, with these phenomenal green screen backgrounds. That's <laughs> <laughs> how we do it. Oh, 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 quality switches. There you go. No, I'm completely oh, thrown off here. See, see, super. Uh, this is it, you guys blame us when the sh when it goes off the rails, but super producer Jason starts doing all this stuff behind the scenes too. So it's not just us. Uh, how will Vegas get under the cap? Don't know. Don't care. Hope they drown. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to trade somebody. What's that? I didn't even know they were that bad on the cap. Yeah. Any team. And there was a, a question earlier about um, how do teams who are over the cap fix it? And essentially, you have to either go through buyouts, um, trades. Um, I mean, what, last, what happened last year with Toronto or last year or two years ago? Uh Pat, they couldn't pay Patrick Marlowe in his last year of his contract. So what did they do? They traded him to Carolina with a first-round pick. Yes. Right? So that was like the precedent of, of how much it costs to get under the cap. It's going to cost yeah. you a first-round pick for something that big. So then you're going to need teams that um, have a lot of cap space that will gladly take your first-round pick for you uh, in return to have that guy on their team. There's, there's a couple of teams like that. Arizona... Um, Ottawa, in a way, I feel like they take a bunch of stuff. Um, who are the other teams? Uh, it's usually the teams that are in the basement. Detroit is probably another one. Mm -hmm. Like they just they don't want to they don't want to spend too much money, but at some point you have to spend to get to the basement, and they want to do that. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how you have to do it. Is you have to work around now. I don't think no teams were obviously nobody was knew COVID was going to happen and shut down so much stuff that their revenues are going to drop so bad that uh, the cap space stayed the same. I mean, we all expect the cap space to go up a couple million dollars, but then after COVID hits, like, oh man, we're lucky it didn't go down. Actually, it could have gone down. Now I am shocked that they did not offer a compliance buyout. Compliance buyout, that was called, or uh, yeah, uh, where you basically get to buy out one player in your team without it costing cap space yeah maybe they didn't want a flood of ufas on the market after that that could be it well there can only be 31 max right so no there'd probably still be more than that because some teams would still buy out one or two other players just to get them yeah, really maybe yeah yeah that's fair enough um uh, nicholas egan i didn't know what to do after your second show in one and a half weeks after being off for three months uh. <laughs> You just great. so excited. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was telling them, man, we got to do. I know there's COVID, but we got to do a show, and and they they came back saying, you know, there's just nothing to talk about. And now I'm again after I had just said we don't, we're not going to hit you with a bunch of junk. Um, I'm kind of glad that we didn't because it would have been just us floundering, um, kind of like we do at the end of all of our episodes when the show goes off the rails. But it would have been an entire episode of that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't. Um, again, we just kind of want to keep the quality up a little bit more. And as far as the quantity goes, I mean, however many shows we do is however many shows we do. And we're happy with that. And, um, you know, when you guys pop in, uh, we're, we're <laughs> I'm ecstatic. I, I, I love that we have the amount of people we have, um, you know, commenting all the time, subscribing to us. Um, liking the videos and everything, even the guys that dislike it. Hey, that tells me you were watching some of it, you know, so I just appreciate that, uh, you know, you guys are here, whether you like us or, or you don't. And um, <laughs> that's cool, you know, because, hey, sometimes you're going to have a conversation with your friend and you're not going to always agree with them. I was, you know, here, I'll go ahead and give you this one. 
I was talking to Aaron before the Dubnik trade happened. No, don't shake your head. I'm going to shake my head. Do what I want. <laughs> before the Dubnik trade, okay? Now, this one made sense to me. I don't know, but it made sense to me. What if, and this is for all those people who don't want Martin Jones on the team. Check this out. What if you trade Martin Jones? Okay, first of all, let me preface this. Arizona wanted to get rid of Darcy Kemper. Why? Because Arizona does not have a first, second, or a third round pick in this draft, a deep draft. Okay, they don't have first, second, or third round. So they traded away their first, they traded away their third, and the second got taken from them for them goofing around in the combine and cheating or whatever. And next year's first also got taken from them for the same reason. Of all so the they don't have a first, second combine. It's Arizona. Was that? Of all the teams that cheat in the combine, it's Arizona, and they get <laughs> really right. Who knew? Um, so no first, second, or, or third round for this this coming draft. Next season, no first round, uh, and it's not even like next season's that deep anyway. But the first pick they're going to get in the next next year's draft would come from second round. By then, all the better players are gone because it's not as deep. To me, it made sense. Darcy Kemper, they want a first. They don't care where it is. They just want a first. They need a pick in a deep draft. 31st overall, fine, take it. So Darcy Kemper, Darcy Kemper, give them our first, right? We have too many goaltenders uh, or uh, too many goaltenders of a high-paid salary. Okay. They don't care what goalie they have. They just want a first. Give them Martin Jones with the first. Take Darcy Kemper and a prospect and a third. Doesn't matter. You still have your second, which is basically the same as your first. Then you have your third in this deep draft, and you get Arizona's third or whatever. Thank you. The more you know. Oh, this way. The more you know. It's, it's all backwards when I'm doing it on this side. So to me, that trade made a whole heck of a lot of sense. It satisfies the need for Arizona. They get their first. They have a starting goalie. They don't care who the goalie is. They have a starting goalie. San Jose. They would get an upgrade in net. There's no denying that. Kemper's a pretty good goaltender. And then they don't really move down that much. And it's not like they're evacuating one of those tiers. They still have a pick that's available in that tier, 31st, 34th. They're in that area. So to me, that trade made a whole heck of a lot of sense. And I would have loved to see something like that happen. But I'm more than happy with the Devin Dubnik trade as well. Now, Aaron thinks that I'm out in left field and that I don't know what I'm talking about and whatever else. But again... It's my take, and whether he agrees with it or not, I'm happy to be here doing the show with him in the same way that whether you like the show or you agree with what we'd say or not, I'm happy to be talking with you guys too. My argument against it was that because there are so many free agents on this this year of goalies that it's not worth it to spend picks to trade for a goalie. Now, the Sharks traded and traded picks for a goalie, but they weren't trading picks for this season or this draft. They trade him for two two years from now, right? For the for the Dubnik trade, so um, I think they got some good value there. Um, where I was hoping that they would sign a goalie on the on the free agency list because there's only so many goalies or there's only so many teams that can sign a goalie. So when you have it's supply and demand. When the supply is high, the demand is low. The price is going to drop. So. That's what I was. My feeling was that oh, these goalies are gonna be like, well, I better take this contract offer because I'm not getting anything else. So the Sharks would have gotten someone for, I mean, roughly probably the same price of what they were spending on Dubnik. That that was my thinking, which is why I didn't want them to trade away that first round pick for Kemper. 
don't know. To me, it's worth it to keep and draft. <laughs> Block that out. What are you doing? <laughs> Super producer Jason, you're supposed to be on my side. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, we are, by the way, an hour and 12 minutes in. I don't know how much longer uh, you'd like to go. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll find some more good questions in here. Uh, a lot of talk about LeBanc getting yes. signed for about $3 million. Is that where you think he'll be? Three to three and a half? I'm I sure th- he's he'll get three. I'm sure he'll get three. But I think the market for what he's done is going to be four. I think I, they go to arbitration, it's going to be yeah. four. Sorry, I, what I mean to say is I, I think there's no way he gets less than three. I think he gets three. Whether or not he gets more than that, I don't know. Um, if Doug Wilson puts the hooks in him, who knows? Oh, man, he did him a solid last year. Yeah. I, I mean, it was also... Okay, what did I do two years ago? Let's take a look at what I've done over the two seasons, right? Yeah. Um, one was 56 points, the other was 33. That's 89 points in two seasons. That's pretty good. That's not bad. I mean, he scored 14 goals last year. He had 17 the year before. That's pretty similar, and he played 12 less games. You might have actually beaten his goal total from the year before. His assist totals were down, but that's just because the team overall was down. So you can almost argue that if the team itself was better last year or healthy and they played their last 12 games, I mean, he could have gotten to 40 points. It's a 16-point drop now instead of a mm-hmm. whatever. So that's not that terrible. I don't know. I just think he's going to be over four. That's what it's going to come down to. I would love to see what his Corsi numbers say. Because point, points are one thing, but again, the way that the staff uh, wants their team to play. Um, he He's obviously gifted offensively. Right, and that's the argument that's going to go against him by the team. Like, yeah. He's just going to throw everything negative against him and his uh, was it his agent that represents him? Is that how that works? In arbitrary? I would guess. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yep. Um. <laughs> Is by the way, can we do one more little roll call thing real quick? Don't tell us where you're from or anything. Just tell us if you are or are not subscribed. I'm curious how many. And I'm, it's no pressure for you to actually subscribe or anything. I'm just yes, curious sir. how many people watch our live streams and actually are not subscribed because there are a lot of time I've seen the stats on it where um, people are searching the fin factor and that's how they find us. But if you know our name, then obviously you've seen us before. So, and they're not subscribed for some reason. I don't know why, but if you could just let us know, are you guys subscribed? <laughs> are you not subscribed? Uh, e- even if you're not, that's totally cool. No problems here. I'm just curious. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Not shame you. <laughs> Paul doesn't want to shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. Shame. Let's get a bell for him. Shame. Uh, <laughs> ding. Shame. <laughs> Sub tonight. Oh, thanks, Dizzy. That's awesome. Nicholas Egan subscribed? I would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas is one of those guys who's here every single time we have a live stream. Nick, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Uh, it's it's really great, like I said, to be able to sit down at the discussion table. Yeah, he's actually hit the bell on there. 
<laughs> Sub, I'm subscribed, subscribed. Okay, so a lot of these folks are actually subscribed, which makes sense because we send the notifications out, so they must be... Okay, cool. Uh, Jordan Marley's <laughs> there. Carlson trade? Nice. <laughs> Jordan didn't get the note. He thought we were doing roll Jordan's in Stockton. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Well done, Jordan. <sighs> oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Love it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. You guys are you guys are awesome. Well, now we're uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna be starting season three soon. I don't know when if it's gonna be this week or next week, but uh, wow, uh, we'd like to uh, we'd like to get some interviews lined up, and maybe you can give us some suggestions who you'd like to see. Um, I know we got. I'm trying to think who else we got lined up. We're gonna have some coming up soon. Because this format is kind of easy, easier to do than to get an yeah. in-person interview. So um, we should be able to get some more leeway with that. This season, my goal and our goal, I think, should be um, player, at least one. I've got one in mind. You know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say it on the stream, but you know who I'm talking about. And I would love to get him on the show. Um, what? No, no, I'm not even going to say Because what if we don't get him now here? I look like a jerk. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, there's one guy in particular I'd love to get on the show. Uh, and we're going to reach out and uh, see if we can get him going. Uh, beyond that, you know, we've had Kevin Kurz on the show before. We talked about getting Sheng Peng on. I think he does phenomenal work. His analytics are off the charts. See what I did there? Um, he, he, yeah, he's he's an awesome guy, uh, and he does really good work. So uh, I'm really happy with um, with what he's done. I'd love to have him on the show, ask him some uh, more of the technical side questions and see how much he delves into it. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he'd be a good one, too. So uh, look forward to that. I'm pretty sure he'd... What is this? Uh, look forward to that one. I'm pretty sure uh, we can get uh, Sheng Peng to come on and give us some really good insights and uh, some really good statistics as well. So uh, that'll be one. And then, yeah, uh, interview Jumbo. And I don't I don't think Jumbo cares, uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, that would be cool. Jumbo's like, um, what's YouTube? What's that? You'd be like, what's YouTube? <laughs> oh come on! Not he's, not he's just not into technology and stuff. Yeah, um, he's got kids though. He knows Jerry Ronick. That's not gonna happen. Damn Boyle, please. That's good. Nabby, Rafi Torres, Brody. We just had Brody on. Yeah, Brody. Unless you mean Brodzinski, which I don't think you do. No, uh, you say Brodzy. We'll get we'll get Shang on there. Uh, get Dan. You mean Dan Rusinowski? Because we already had Dan on before. I'm sure you mean Scotty Gomez. I don't know where Scotty is. I don't know what he's doing. Um, Catherine Silverman to talk goaltending. I' gonna be 100% honest with you. I do not know who Catherine Silverman is. I will look into that. And uh, absolutely, if she's got some cool insights, I would love to. Uh, Randy or Dan? You know, we already had Randy and Kendall. We've tried to get Kendall on. She's her her schedule is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but um, we're going to still work on that one. Um, Brinson Pashnuk. Barkley Gaudreau would be awesome. Yeah, Mario Ferraro. Well, we might be able to get Mario on. Let's see. Um, Mike Ricci would be fun. Um, I told you, well, we, I told the story back in season one about Mike Ricci, but um, my son, when he was two years ago, uh, my son, uh, we saw him at a, uh, at a Barracuda game because he was up in the, the upper level. And um, people were saying hi to him and everything. And my son didn't really know who he was. So my wife walks up to him and she's holding him. And he's like, doesn't know who this guy is. Weird. You know, she, he's got his head turned away. 
And Richie goes, so cool. He goes, hey, um, I'll give you a dollar if you take a picture with me. And my son's like, a dollar? Sweet. <laughs> he grabs a dollar. And we, we still have, to this day, we have the picture with, with him chilling uh, like with, with my wife. Mike reaches next to him, takes the picture. And then afterwards, <laughs> here's my son holding up his dollar like, <laughs> it's just, it's great. Yeah, now Reese is a good dude. He's a really good dude. Nice. Intel. No, no. no. Yeah, we're, we're not insiders. That's the thing. We uh, we just, we love sitting down and talking Sharks hockey and it's, we're just regular people. So, um, yeah, we don't get any insider information type stuff like that. Um, what do you think it'll be, though? That'd, that'd be interesting. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, my guess is probably going to be a throwback to the original jersey original logo original jersey probably some kind of take on that i mean they kind of did that what yeah two years ago i think um i don't know i'd like to see them have a i don't know i don't really care about this so. i think that's where they unveil unveil the uh leaping shark as the main logo i said it before it's going to become the main logo 30th anniversary yeah baby Nah, I think to me like when you do big anniversaries like that it's a throwback it's always a throwback i know yeah. but I would like, you know, which logo I like. Who? You know, oh, which the, the, the like. circle with the fin, mm-hmm. the shoulder patch, the old shoulder patch, yeah. That the big one in the chest. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Do you bring your subs on the show? Uh, no, unfortunately, we don't bring um, our subscribers onto the show like this on the format, uh, just because we never know what they're gonna say, and we're a family-friendly <laughs> show. So, um, like Aaron and I, we know to kind of, you know, <laughs> what the fluff, right? We don't, we don't say certain things. Uh, and when we talk to our guests, we say, Hey, you know, we're, we're a family friendly show. So try if you can not to, uh, we've had Kevin Kurz was the first and I think only person on the show to drop, uh, a couple SH bombs there, which we don't hear, but we had to bleep it for the yeah. show so that we, you know, cause we want to be family friendly. So, um, yeah, uh, it, unfortunately, no, we uh, we don't go that route. We, we're more than happy to, to chat with our fans. It's usually over some sort of a uh, text format, be it Facebook groups, which we try not to frequent, or just in our live streams right here. So. Um, when COVID's over and we're all done and we're all back to normal, which who knows if and when that'll be, we talked about this. Yeah, we did bring fans on during FanFest, but we talked about doing a live show in front of an audience. Um we were actually working out a deal with uh, with a place in downtown. I'm not going to say what it was, but yeah, do some shows down there. So um, maybe like before or after a game or something. But who knows? Now things kind of change. So yeah, um, yeah. There you go. Thank you, producer Jason. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of hard because especially with a live show. I mean, if you're live and we can get some big trouble if we have any uh, non yeah. words on here. So we have to kind of keep it under control a little bit better. Yeah. So uh, I know Anthony, I won't swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think uh, we've, we've potentially ran our course here. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, we're going to have a uh, season two wrap up uh, episode video, whatever coming out. Uh, very soon. It might even be out tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Depends on what's that. What'd you I say? I think tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, we we think it'll be out tomorrow. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. It'll have some some good kind of throwbacks. Uh, there's one really really good one 
um, that you guys get to, to check out again. It, it's going to blow your mind. Um, I, I'm pumping it up. I don't care. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, yeah, so so look out for that. And I think you guys will especially enjoy uh, uh, the ending. So uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Aaron, any last second comments? Anything else? Nope. Just enjoy the draft. Tomorrow's the first round, and Wednesday will be the second through seventh rounds. Uh, I'm going to try and watch when I can. At least tune in on Tune in a little bit on my computer while I'm at work or something. Very good. Enjoy it. Okay. Uh, just remember, you guys can follow us on the socials there. It's uh, right above Aaron's head, at The Fin Factor. Uh, for Twitter, uh, slash The Fin Factor on Facebook. We don't post too much on Facebook, but sometimes we do. And on Instagram, at Fin Factor. There's no the. It's just at Fin Factor. And the reason is some kid had it before we became a thing, and we're still upset about that, and I'm going to talk about it every single time. However, when I go to practices, I do post some pictures and videos sometimes, and that usually does go up to Twitter as well as Instagram. So if you're interested in that stuff, uh, assuming they let me back in the building with all this COVID stuff going on, uh, I'll be uh, a little more active on that uh, when the season picks back up again. Uh, feel free again, comment on uh, all these videos even after the fact, and we see those, we respond to them. Uh, any of the other videos that we've had, you comment. We generally will uh, kind of get back to you on that one. So feel free to uh, interact with us there as well. And of course, please do if you've not subscribed, which we saw a ton of people already were. Thank you for that. Uh, but feel free to share it with your friends and other Sharks fans. Uh, let them know if you're enjoying the content. Perhaps they'll enjoy. Perhaps they'll enjoy the content as well. Words eluding me at the moment. So it is time for me to go. For Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And this is episode number 91. And we will see you guys next week. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.